Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. Thanks for joining me. I'm Larry Howes. Good numbers on the GDP just released here a little while ago. They're done doing estimates for the second quarter. So they started doing estimates for the third quarter and came in at three and a half, three and a half percent. That's good. It was in the fours in the second quarter. Well, those numbers have to come down. The Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise rates until they get the GDP, the growth numbers in the economy, down where they think they're sustainable. And four is way too high. Three and a half is a good number. It needs to be two and a half by the end of the first quarter in 2019. I think they're going to get there. We just don't want these estimates to creep back up. That will simply accelerate what the Fed is going to do. Federal Reserve is at two and a quarter now. And I think they're going to for sure go to three. So that's three raises in the next, well, inside of a year. There might be four. They might go to three and a quarter. But very, very unlikely they'll go more than that. U.S. factory business manufacturing is doing great. New jobs is great. Interest rates are coming up a little bit. And, of course, oil uh, is back down again, back down to 63 there are some hints of inflation in the system a little tiny bit. This is basically employment cost index. And those that leave jobs for better paying jobs right away and never make it into the unemployment numbers. This is probably the only area in the entire economy that might have a tiny bit of inflation worked into it. We're almost up to 3% on wage increases. I don't mean that sarcastically, but that's a big number in an economy that's basically 2% worth of inflation. There isn't any inflation anywhere else. It's only here. And uh, we're going to go through a cycle now as GDP slows, where some employers and General Motors started the pack here a little while ago. They're going to lay off 18,000 people. They are just turned out to be very highly paid salaried and hourly workers, and they're simply going to replace them. It's just what happens during the normal course of affairs. There is evidence of brain drains where people go and leave. That's very clear. And I know this is kind of a complex chart, but the very dark colors, the very dark blue, Seattle, Denver, San Francisco, and amazingly enough, Madison, Wisconsin, are places where highly educated younger millennials are concentrating. That is where they're going if they have brains and ambition. The light colors, the light blues, the oranges and the reds are where they're leaving. It's not surprising where a lot of those are. Some of the people in California that are fed up with what's going on in California, or they have a tax issue, or they've made their money and they're moving elsewhere. So these markets, San Jose, Orange County, Honolulu, Miami, Denver, Dallas, they've priced a lot of people out of the marketplace. You know, the standard down here is a $3,500 a month mortgage, three bedrooms, two baths, whatever it is that gets you. You can't buy those in these markets. That's simply the way it is. I think that if that resembles a bubble just in those markets, not reflected everywhere else, and clearly across the country, you'll see that the inventory of housing is starting to creep up. It is slowing that market down. It is clearly a result of higher interest rates, which is exactly what the Federal Reserve wants. 
Now, the households have had their own stimulus this last year with the new individual tax rates started in 2018. This is going to be the first year people actually file with the new personal tax rates. And it has been stimulative on how consumers spend, and they have been spending. The blue line here is essentially their expectations for future income. Jobs are good. There's a little bit of wage increase built into the system, and they're doing okay. The most important thing here is they're not using their credit cards. They have more money to spend, and they've been spending it. It's been great. And I think we'll have a very robust Christmas season. They're not using the credit cards. It's great. Or they use their cards for points and then pay them off right away. Fundamentally very good for a long-term economic recovery. Corporate side of things, there is a fair amount of debt out there. The dark down here are bonds issued by corporate America. The lighter blue are loans out of the banking system. And these particular numbers are a percentage of GDP. It's a way to compare side by side what's going on in the economy. Well, there are more bonds than there are bank loans, but a lot of bank loans. And more bank loans, if you're a corporation, the cheapest place to get money is at a bank. So institutional loans, bank loans, have been growing, certainly in 2016, 2017, and 18, when rates started coming up. It's much easier to forget the bond market or the stock market. Just go down to your banker and comply with their numbers, and lo and behold, there's your money. It's simple and cheap. There's also another kind of loan out there that you probably hear about. It's called a leveraged loan, and that is for corporations that don't normally meet banking requirements that would otherwise have to go to the junk bond market. Banks in the U.S. banking system have cleaned up their act. They're nothing like the banking issues that are going on in Europe and China right now. They are very clean of bad loans, and they're way overcapitalized. So they are going out of their way to try and find lending business. So these leveraged loans are accommodative to keep corporations from having to deal with the bond market. They just lend them money anyway. It's great. Now, the other side of the tax break for corporations and individuals is this. Treasury is going to have to issue a lot more bonds here in the next quarter. And this is not going away. The issue of new debt to keep the budget balanced and moving forward is not going to roll off like a lot of people were assuming back in 2008 and 9 when we borrowed a bunch of money. Uh, it is a budget issue. Most of this money is, of course, transfer payments, Medicare, Social Security, debt payments, interest on the debt is simply another transfer payment. There's a lot of individuals who are looking to, for their interest payments. There's a lot of banks that use treasuries as security that want their interest payments. It just goes on and on and on. But this debt issuance by the government is going to be in our future for a long time. I don't think there's the political will anywhere to decide where to pull money out of the system to stop issuing new debt. Even at the higher rates, and the higher cost of paying debt, they're just going to do it. The GDP number that I was happy about at three and a half, lower than it has been, was mostly inventory buildup. There are a lot of organizations out there that have overbought since their provider, China, is rolling off in popularity. They will probably have tariffs on everything they produce by the end of November 
or sometime in the near future, so people are simply stocking up. I think some of that has to do with the upcoming holiday season, but a lot of it is basic manufacturing stuff. Processed metal, aluminum, or whatever it is, they're simply stocking up while it's cheap. The relationship the United States has with China has fundamentally changed, and it is not going back to the way it was. China has been a low-cost, low-end provider for about 15 years. I think that process is over. They're going to have tariffs on everything by the end of November, and uh, people are going to be looking elsewhere. This is not a political issue or a trade agreement issue. This is a fundamental shift predominantly in people that were using China as a manufacturer for them really don't want their patented and proprietary information stolen by the Chinese. And you really can't expect a thief to say, well, I promise not to steal from you anymore. Things in China have changed. And I think as a final example, what we have here is this is a very boring graph that shows the percentage growth in retail sales in the United States since about 1995, running along 5%. That means retail sales have been growing approximately 5% or so a year since the mid-90s. That's very good for an economy. That's very good for an economy that's 74% retail consumer spending. That's much healthier than government spending or debt spending or gifting or whatever it is you would call it. You want your population out spending the money. This is China since about 2007. This is the percentage of retail sales growth. This is bad news to an economy. This is consumers who are not spending. These are consumers that are either saving a lot or have invested in things that aren't returning a lot yet, like real estate in China. You want your consumers, especially when you have 600 million of them, like they do in China, outspending, growing the economy. China doesn't have a lot of options to get their economy going other than more stimulus from the government, more infrastructure projects, more bridges, more railroads, financed by debt. It isn't great. So the media is going to spend a lot of time on China and what's going on with the president, so on and so forth. It really doesn't mean that much. The ball has changed. Okay, the stock market's got to come down. GDP numbers got to come down. It all has to slow, which is exactly what the Federal Reserve is doing. A month ago, I said when we were at new highs in the S&P 500, it needs to be about 12, maybe 15% lower than it is. I'm sorry about all the drama in October, but we only came down about 7% in October. We've probably gotta, got that to go yet. When that's going to happen, it's impossible to predict, but it'll probably be before the end of the first quarter in 2019. Could be tomorrow. Bonds are also going through a bad time. Every time the Federal Reserve raises rates, the prices of all the bonds goes down, which drives their yields up. That's not going to change for another six or eight months either. It's simply the way it's going to be. It's not bad news. It's exactly what the Federal Reserve needs to do. It's simply already in the cards. So we're in great shape. If you have any questions, just send them along here to info at shwj.com. I'll be happy to deal with it. Thanks for joining me.